On today's episode of I Believe Now, what we're going to talk about, number one, why there hasn't been a show in the last six months, two, what was going on during that period of time and the lessons learned from that period. And and this is honestly something that I believe a lot of Christians can learn from. So I do encourage you to stick around. And then number three, we're going to talk about what's going to happen with the direction of the show. I'm recording this on uh, December 31st, 2022. So we are going straight into a new year. And we're going to talk about the direction that this show is going to take from now on. Without any further delay, let's go ahead and get into the show. Hello, everybody. My name's Tim Perko, and you're listening to I Believe. Now what? All right, and we are off and running. And just like you heard in the intro, it has been about six months since our last episode. And with that, there's a very good reason for that. If you didn't know or if you are a longtime listener, then you do know that I am in the military. I'm active duty Army. And with that comes sometimes... uh, Things where come up and you have to end up leaving your family on very short notice and go somewhere far, far away. And that's pretty much what happened to me. Now, this was an actually uh, an easier deployment, uh, much easier than the deployments that I have done in the past. I, I went to Kuwait. It is relatively safe there if anybody knows anything about that area, uh, especially those who are in the military. So I was in Kuwait for around six months, or actually it was around five months uh, is how long I was there for. And then I've been back here for, uh, I don't know, about two or three months now. So it has actually been a little bit longer than six months. I just really haven't done the math. But with that, I was going to jump straight back into doing the podcast, but I didn't. And there was a good reason why. And that's because the job that I had when I left uh, to go to Kuwait, when I got back, I ended up getting into a different job in the military, and it is much more time-consuming and takes up a lot, a lot of time. So before I jumped into the podcast, I wanted to make sure that everything was good to go, straight, I was comfortable in what I was doing, and then I can go ahead and concentrate on doing this again. So that is where we are. So for today's episode, pretty straightforward agenda, just like you heard in the intro, Uh, You already heard about why I was gone, and if you are in the military, know people in the military, you are very intimate with that. You know how that goes, and then I want to talk about what was going on during that period of time because I learned a lot of lessons uh, that I thought I already knew, uh, but I didn't really know them or have them, and it was something that... If I can put this into words, it, it was a good lesson. Learned. It hurt to learn, but it was a good lesson to learn. So with that, we'll, we'll just go ahead and start at the beginning. So I roughly found out that I was leaving for this deployment about two weeks prior to going, which wasn't a lot of time. And I got myself ready and ended up going over there. Now, some of y'all who are familiar with the military, like, oh man, I've been deployed, you know, in 72 hours notice. Well, the unit that I'm in right now is not a unit that is a a rapid deployment unit. We're more so uh, a staff unit. And you typically know you're going to go over, uh, you know, roughly a few months beforehand, especially for an extended period of time. Short trips, yes, those happen. But uh, when it's these longer trips, uh, I was initially told three months, you typically have a, you know, a longer window of knowing that you're going to go so you can go ahead and get things in proper order. I only had two weeks. And if you know anything about deployments, you know, you got to get powers of attorneys ready, you got to get 
your family situated, and that takes time. So I was kind of rushing through that process. And then from there, I end up flying over, get over to Kuwait, and I had the intent that, okay, I'm going to reset. This is going to be a great time to just dive into some biblical studies, uh, read my Bible, and just overall, you know, maybe get a chance to hopefully witness to a bunch of people as well. So I get there, and one of the first things I did was look for the church services, see if they had any Bible studies. They did have some Bible studies going on there, but sadly they were always during my work time, so I wasn't able to get off and do those. As for the church service, that was an entirely different experience uh, because in the in the military, if you're not familiar, the church services, usually when you're back in the rear, the church services will be... Uh, much more varied. They'll have denominational services for pretty much, you know, almost every denomination that you can think of. But when you're forward and deployed, there's only so much space and so much time to do that. So what they typically do is just try to group up the either the big denominations or they'll group up the similar denominations. And that's what they were doing with this. They would have, you know, a Catholic service in the you know first thing in the morning, and then they would have a contemporary service after that, which was really more so your non-denominational, maybe, you know, more modern Baptist or something like that. And then in the evening, which is the service that I ultimately chose to go to, they had the traditional service, which was more of your, uh, uh, you know, old school Southern Baptist, maybe Reformed Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Anglican, you know, style service. And they just kind of intermix those all together, which is actually kind of educational because they try to accommodate accommodate various things that each service does. You know, like communion, we would do communion every single week over there, which some denominations, they might only do it once a quarter. But over here, they were doing it every week. And one of the reasons why they do that is actually because there's so many people that are popping in and out that they want to make sure that if this is something that they want to do, they have an opportunity to do it every week, which I thought was very interesting. So my first Sunday there, I actually ended up accidentally going to the Catholic service first because I saw times and I guess it was an old sheet and I ended up showing up. I think it was around like zero nine in the morning on Sunday. And then I noticed it was the Catholic service, but I had to walk a mile to get to the chapel. So I didn't want to walk a mile back over to my barracks to just come back later on, you know, an hour, hour and a half later for the next service. So I ended up just sitting through the Catholic service. I just sat in the back. Uh, and just kind of observed, and it was an educational experience. I, I've been to Catholic services when I was a, a young kid. Like, I'd sleep over at my buddy's house on Saturday, wake up Sunday morning. They were Catholic, so they'd take me to Catholic service with them. My dad always told me, he's like, no, go. Don't say anything. Don't participate, but just observe, you know, because we were, we were raised Protestant. And uh, so I definitely, as, a, as an adult now, going through and seeing that, and obviously it's a little bit different probably from your typical Catholic service because it's being held forward in a deployment area and they don't have their own building and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, all the churches have to share one chapel and uh, they, they, they go about that. The army has a way of going about that to make that make sense. So I ended up sitting there through that service and then the contemporary service was the one I first uh, went to just to check it out, see if I would like it or not, because I wasn't sure how the traditional one was going to go. So I'm like, well, let me sit through the temporary or contemporary service. So I went there and instantly I noticed <laughs> that every single uh, worship song they started playing was, you know, 
Hillsong, Bethel, and if you've been a listener of these these shows, you know my feelings on those churches that are very worldly and pragmatic. Uh, so I, needless to say, I wasn't enjoying the worship service itself so much, so much to the fact where I ended up just, I, I didn't want to have all these negative thoughts and just be super negative in church. So I ended up just walking out and leaving. And then I showed up hours later uh, for the traditional service, which took place at 5 p.m. 1700 for all my military people out there. So the traditional service is pretty much where I stayed at the majority of the time that I went to church while I was forward. And it, it was, you know, there were actually some really good messages that were preached out of there. Uh, the only thing that I really missed, well, one, I missed my church back here in South Carolina where I'm currently living. I really missed my church and I missed the conversations that we would have because most people, honestly, the, 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 the traditional service was very small. There was probably only, you know, anywhere between sometimes low as five people and maybe the highest I've seen was around 15 to 20 people. And most people just wanted to leave as soon as the service was over. Maybe once or twice there were some good conversations had afterwards. And that's one of the things I love about church are the conversations that you have, you know, before service and after service, because that's where you can really get some good iron sharpening iron and some just really good, you know, conversations and fellowship with other believers. So in the beginning, everything was really kind of clicking and going well. I was going to church. I was doing my studies, and I even had got to witness to a few people. I had a roommate over there who, uh, you know, he was he called himself a Christian, and then we got down and talking, and then he ultimately came up with the admission that, you know, he he wasn't really sure if he was a Christian anymore after we talked, and I that was an opportunity to give him the true gospel. Um, and I wish I could say that that very moment, you know, he professed faith in Christ, but he actually did the real self-examining and said, I, I don't know, this is a tough message, you know, I'm going to have to dwell on this. So when you do get a second, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put his name out there just because, you know, I never told him that I was going to put it on a podcast. But, you know, if you do get a second, you know, just pray for him. God knows who, you're, who I'm talking about. Um, but I, so everything was going great. I got to witness to people, going to church, studying my Bible. But then what started to happen was that I, I started slowly backing away from that stuff. And I even noticed that I was slowly backing away from that stuff. And the things that happened during that period of time really are quite shocking. So ever since I've made a real profession of faith in Christ, you know, I've been in church, I've been surrounded by believers, and I felt like I was getting stronger and stronger in Christ every day. This was one of the first times since I became a Christian where I really felt like I was regressing. And honestly, I, I knew the answer why. It's because I was not getting the fellowship that I usually had. And some might say, oh, well, that means you're just weak. You can't go off on your own. And no, no, that means absolutely nothing. The Bible's very clear that Christians are supposed to fellowship with each other. We're supposed to be with each other. We're supposed to be around each other. We're supposed to fellowship and iron sharpens iron and encourage and lift up and maybe sit there in the mud when they're going through some problems. This is what we as Christians do. And that lack of fellowship really had me going down a wrong path. Now, I'm responsible. You know, I'm, I'm not saying blaming anybody else for anything. But I, I, I am 100% responsible. But 
not having that fellowship was a giant contributing factor to this, you know, kind of backwards movement that I was doing. I wasn't just standing still, like I said, I was going backwards because I stopped reading, I stopped studying, I even stopped going to church at one point because I was making these excuses in my head like, oh, you know, it's a it's a mixed service and blah, blah, blah. I was just trying to justify all these wrong things. And as that goes on, and if anybody's ever been through something like that where they were kind of removed from the fellowship of the saints... Uh, when I say saints, if you don't know, I'm talking about all Christians, because that's what the Bible says, all Christians are saints. Uh, when you're removed from that fellowship, you, you really start to, your thoughts, you're even bleeding into your actions, you know, they start to change, and you start to incline more so in a sinful manner. And that's what was happening to me. You know, my thoughts, my thought life was kind of turning into a mess. I was thinking things that as a Christian, you know, you really shouldn't think. And honestly, even though I knew what was going on, and I had a really good idea of why that was happening, I didn't do anything to really fix it. So when I got home, when I got back home after the deployment was over, I I had to try to build back up to where I was and get back into my studies, get back into that routine, get back into church, start fellowshipping with people again. And that's really one of the other reasons why I didn't do the podcast. I know a lot of it had to do with the job that I was in, the new job when I came back, and, and trying to learn something new that I've never done in my career before. Uh, but if I'm being completely honest, I spiritually was not ready to jump back into this just because of where I was. And I'm not talking about earning salvation or nothing like that. I'm already saved. I'm not trying to talk about earning, you know, favor or whatnot. Don't get it twisted. What I am talking about, though, is knowing that you're in a right place. It's kind of like if a pastor all of a sudden, you know, was going through an issue or a problem uh, and, and he saw that it was inclining him to maybe a more uh, tempted or sinful nature than he should be, you know, a good pastor would take a step back and say, hey, to the elders, I, I got up, you know, I need a like a sabbatical or a break. I need to actually just sit down in the pews and watch. So I need a little bit of a break here while I get myself spiritually ready. It's kind of akin to that. Uh, because at the end of the day, while I, I'm not the pastor of a church or anything, this podcast is a ministry and I wouldn't be correct talking about things of God to people who are maybe younger in the faith or maybe trying to learn more about the faith if I'm not spiritually right. And honestly, I don't even like that term spiritually right because we're made spiritually right with God the moment we're saved. But I think you understand what I'm talking about and where I'm coming from on this. But as I think to myself, more and more in hindsight, Scripture does kind of become illuminated on why it's so important that we need to be together as Christians. And this is something I would always say, even when I was preaching, I would talk about this, how Christians need to be together. But it's something different when you go th when you're removed from that, and then you're you are kind of on your own because I didn't have any other fellow believers that I worked with, uh, that I was roomed up with, or I saw on a day to day basis. So I was removed from that, and then when you experience that firsthand, just how easily you can slip and fall into sin without the encouragement of your brothers and sisters, and and. Just by the very fact of being around them, you know, we're going to have a conversation, just being around them, 
uh, that very fact that that you could just slip that easy really, really showed me why we as Christians need to assemble together and fellowship with each other. You see why Jesus sent out his disciples, you know, in groups rather than just solo. Why Paul writes, you know, well, we don't know if Paul wrote Hebrews, so I don't want to I want to take that back. I have a suspicion, but we don't know for sure. But whoever wrote Hebrews, you know, why the assembling of the saints is very, very important, why we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves, and why we see so many scriptures, especially in the New Testament, talking about how we need to be there for each other and encourage each other. There's never a place in the Bible where it says, go solo, just go solo, you know, and, and there's a reason for that. And I really, really saw that reason after this deployment. Okay, so now that I talked about the problems that I was going through during that six-month period of time, let's talk about a little bit of application. So number one, the most important thing that I can really give you from this is don't forsake that assembling of yourselves. If you are in an area where you have a church, make sure you're going to church, even if it's not perfect, because there is no such thing as the perfect human you know, church, the visible church, as we like to call it. There's no such thing. It's never going to be perfect. Uh, but what you, as long as they got the gospel right, that's what really matters. And after that, you know what? Maybe you can help steer that ship in the right direction. Uh, but if they got the gospel right, hey, then, then, then we're on the right path. Everything else kind of builds up off of that, even if there's disagreements on secondary and tertiary issues. Number two, surround yourself with Christian friends. And you might be asking, well, Tim, why didn't you do this? And I can come back and try to make the excuse, well, I had no Christian friends over there. But that wasn't a good enough excuse, if that makes any sense. What I really should have done was just go ahead and started making phone calls or daily chats or set up something, Go gone to the chaplain's office, talk to them because they're spiritual leaders in the army who we can talk to about these things. And I didn't utilize that. Um, this, so now that might not apply for, you know, civilian people, but if you're in that situation when you're away with technology we have today, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening on your smartphone. You can go ahead and message people all the time. Set it up. Hey, brother, can you please do a check-in with me daily? I need this, uh, even if it's just a chat for 10 minutes or so. I need this in my life. I need to make sure that I am spiritually walking in the right direction, and fellowship helps that. Now, while I could go on about the multitude of other things that happened while I was over there, uh, both good and bad. Uh, you know, I, I believe the point has been made on how important it is that we as Christians stick together and we don't forsake that assembling of ourselves. Now, with all that being said, and I hope, I hope that helps some people out there that maybe are going to go through a similar situation, however it may look in their lives or have been through that situation before, so I hope that helps. Now let's go ahead and start jumping into what we are going to do, a little bit of a transition here, uh, with the podcast for the remainder of, well, this year's over with, for pretty much all of next year and continuing forward. First and foremost, we will finish our series on eschatology, and that series will finish with the next episode, which is going to be on pre-millennialism, and that's where I had my friend Trish get interviewed. She's been waiting very patiently for a very 
excuse me, (laughs) very patiently for a very long time for this episode to come up. And Trish, if you're listening, I appreciate your patience. Uh, It it, it was a wonderful interview, and I'm actually excited to go back and re-listen to it because I want to give it one final check since I haven't listened to it in a few months. Uh, before I put it out there, but I'm actually excited to go back and re-listen to it. So once that's posted, we're going to transition back over to what this podcast originally started as, and that was a study through the Bible. Uh, We're going to pick back up in Romans, starting at Romans chapter 7, because we finished chapter 6, and then we did a whole bunch of topical programs, topical episodes. Uh, But we're going to go back into our study throughout the Bible, verse by verse, breaking it down. And as just as I said previously, we got done with Romans 6, so now we're jumping into Romans 7, specifically 1 through 13 is going to be that first episode back into it when we do this. Now, with that being said, we are going to continue doing topical stuff every now and again, but it's going to be much more sparse and really uh, when it's spirit-led. Uh, you know, when I feel real prompted to do it by the Spirit, I'm not going to force myself to give, you know, a topical podcast, but instead just keep going through the Bible. Because honestly, you're going to hit up every topic anyways when that goes through. But it is also important to be obedient to the Holy Spirit when God is impressing something on your heart and you need to talk about this. I remember this when I was preaching. I often uh, would preach uh, when I was an inter- intermittently preaching at the my previous church down in Louisiana. You know, I would preach, you know, a chapter, go through verse by verse, keeping everything in context, like I said, you know, expository style preaching. But I would also throw in a topical sermon when I was really, really felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to do that. Now, with all that said and done, uh, that pretty much wraps up the episode. There there could be more to talk about, but I'm not going to try to keep everybody here for a while if you're listening. Uh, But like I said, so we got this episode, which you're listening to now, and then we're going to finish off our eschatology series, premillennial, and then once again, moving into our Bible study, uh, right back into the book of Romans, starting in chapter seven. So I hope you all have a wonderful one. If you are listening to this, it should be the new year already for you. So happy new year. And I will talk to y'all later.